there, Quinn. I'm just a curious little rhino. Chicago. That was pretty easy. That looks like a good quality picture. Mm -hmm. Do you think you can hear me okay? No. Probably. Yeah, your mic's fine. Hmm. Thanks, StreamYard. I hope Connor watches this because you're wearing his shirt. I am wearing his shirt. I think this is a dope shirt. It's a dope shirt. Dope AF. I want to wear it together and take a cringy picture. A funny matching picture. Yeah. Do like a spoof professional photo of me, of you like sitting in the chair and my hand on your shoulder or something. That sounds like a wonderful idea, dear. I have those sometimes. Okay, so we were talking about social media. We were. And what is and what isn't appropriate to share on social media? You were saying that Dr. Rhonda Patrick is <clears throat> good at walking the line between sharing personal things and relating it to her work. I think it's easy for her to do because she studies nutrition. Mm -hmm. So she can say, like, yeah, I exercise, I eat well. Here's a picture of the plate of my food. She's not saying this has helped me combat my year battle with thyroid cancer or whatever it is mm -hmm. she has talked about i don't know i remember when she was pregnant she was talking about a lot about her pregnancy but again all in context of like her work she was yeah she was just sharing that she eats salmon roe because it's really good for the mom and baby's brain development well it wasn't that that's not personal yeah i mean it's like it is, but it's not like directly personal. It's not. It's not being shared for the purpose of sharing something personal. It's being shared for the like in context to, to share something, uh, like related to her work. I mean, I guess personal is a relative. Well, can, can we can we frame this discussion before we like? We were talking about start. social. We were talking about our what we think is appropriate to share on social media. I think, like, and how do you define that, like? Uh, I thought we were talking about it. Right, but <laughs> we just kind of started talking. I, I think I think the idea of drawing a line of what is and what isn't appropriate to share in social media is interesting. I I, I have not been able to to draw one. And I think it, it's very subjective, obviously, too. Oh yeah. But um I don't know. Cause because some people share things and you're like why is this person sharing this with the world? Like, like, are they just asking for attention? See, Maybe. Okay, but a comment you made when we were having this conversation prior to the podcast was Rhonda Patrick doesn't share anything sad, is what you said. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I have a really hard time, but always really struggle with this. And I'm not a huge social media person anyway. I don't really feel inclined to post things on social media and to, sh to share my personal happenings with the world, even though my things are private and I am friends with people who I, I know. Um, 
I've, I've always struggled with if you're only posting the good stuff that's feeding the, my life is perfect, the presenting self, the like, it's, it's in a way inauthentic, but is it appropriate to share? I guess it depends on how you frame it. But if I were to post a picture of myself with like puffy eyes, red face, like after crying, and I'm like, I had a really shitty day today. Here's a picture of me crying. Like, I think that's yeah, stupid. I, I think that is stupid and inappropriate and like yeah. a call out for attention. However, I think if, I don't, I don't think maybe, uh, so I agree with what you said. Like there's definitely a problem with like just presenting your your best self or, or whatever um, in, in creating this false image that like of yourself on social media. I, I agree with that completely. But I think it would be much more um, appropriate or tasteful or whatever to not take a picture of yourself while you're crying, but like two days later when you've like, worked through that thing that made you cry to post something a little more upbeat talking about your experience what you got out of it and and, and having that negative thing be framed um in a more positive light after you've processed it personally versus like documenting it going like while you're going through it in, in this really negative light that that doesn't really end anywhere because like in that moment when you're crying like you don't have um you don't have lessons or answers or arguably anything worth sharing right like but after you've come out of it and you've like reflected upon it and you feel like you have something to share like maybe it would be a better more complete message at that point you know what i mean but it's still a negative thing but okay but oh i find this so fascinating there are so many things okay so what you just described is your personal I guess, perspective and how social media should be used. And you and I have had conversations mm-hmm. about how you believe that social media is a tool. Agreed. Because So what you were just saying is that it's not necessarily meaningful or useful to post a picture of yourself just crying because you're not able to share any sort of um, useful or helpful information with your people. However, th- can I can I point out really quick what? that the first thing I said in this discussion was like this is subjective. Oh, I know, no, okay. I know. I'm 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 not saying you're wrong. I'm saying this is from my perspective and knowing you, this is super interesting because of how you just framed social media ref- like reflects back to me how you view it, and it, that's just interesting. But I it. I kind of disagree. I don't think it's appropriate for people to post pictures of, them, of themselves crying and being like, man, my life sucks. I don't think that's useful, helpful, or appropriate. Mm-hmm. However, there's something to be said about expressing yourself in the real-time rawness of feeling an emotion. And I'm not saying that it's it's good or bad to put it on social media per se. I wouldn't do that. But there's something to be said about that. There, there are people who I know who I've reached out to in the past who are really, really good at articulating things that they've been going through in their life. And it's not, it's, it's always past tense. Mm-hmm. Like these are some pictures of the past three months. It's been really hard. Um, I've reached out to those people. They're friends of mine being like, Hey, I really respect you sharing that and being real because that's hard to do and I like admire your courage and it's very inspiring because it is and it's not obnoxious it's very tastefully done it's just a matter of how you want to use the thing I guess but what we were talking about earlier and I don't want to use that specific example and that please don't use any names but um 
not that I was talking shit, I was making an observation. I don't, I think posting a picture of yourself feeling sad, just being like, I feel sad. In a way, I think it's kind of juvenile. Yeah. But I have a very weird relationship with social media, so and, and, I don't know. Just That's my, interesting my you opinion. say it's juvenile. I, I would agree with that. Think about, like... That's immature. Yeah. Like, I think about a little kid tugging on his mom's dress saying, I'm sad, I'm sad, give me attention. Like, not saying I'm sad. What, yeah. Crying for attention. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. Which is very juvenile. But... I just, I don't know. And, and this is my, again, subjective view on it. I don't think that's an appropriate use of the tool that is social media. It depends on what your goals are. It, it, if it, your it goal t- is to get attention, <laughs> you might as well ask for it, I guess. Like, I guess. But <laughs> I don't know. I think there's something. So I'm beginning to use social media more because of what I'm trying to build mm-hmm. right and i know there's there's thank you it's been difficult for a lot of different reasons and i know that there's going and even like talking about my website too i need to rework my about me page um and i need to figure out a way to very tastefully share a limited amount of information about myself to make me seem relatable and to make the reason why I'm doing and offering these services, doing what I'm doing with positive psych, um, like meaningful and grounding to people. There's a lot of different ways I could take that. And there's a lot of different reasons why I've, why this work is meaningful to me, why I feel like it's my calling. Um, And I've been thinking about ways, I've been thinking about like, okay, I have no problem sharing over a Zoom call with 150 people that, my I had a really weird high school experience and every single year I was in high school a peer of mine passed away for various reasons and one of my good friends took his own life when I was a senior in high school like I've I've no I just shared it on the podcast I don't know who's going to hear this I've no problem sharing it with a bunch of virtually strangers over a zoom call but I have such a weird thing about actually putting it in writing and posting it on social media but I or on my website but I feel like that whole thing there's going to be a time where that's going to be inevitable because that's part of my story. It's part of who I am. It's part of what makes this work real and relatable because I've been in that situation. I've experienced the loss of someone close to me, the, the loss of a close friend to mental illness before. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. And a lot of other people have experienced that too. And we need to talk about it. So for me, keeping that inside is not doing anyone any favors. And in a way it's hypocritical. Mm-hmm. I really struggle with that. But I, I don't think it's appropriate. And I never, I could talk about this for a very long time. I have a very strange relationship with social media, given my high school experience, given that we were all weird teenagers trying to process that in all of our own ways. And people got tattoos and people posted on social media about it. Virtue and, signaling. And it was, in a way. Some of some of the people, I mean, I feel shitty saying that. Who am I to judge them? But I did feel like some people were virtue signaling about it. Like they, as that's in, the, the right as in they, they were doing it for attention. So yeah, for other people to see rather than for themselves. Yeah. Or God forbid, for your friend who actually passed away. Yes. Which is just the wrong reasons. Which. See, I think 
personally. But but okay, according but that, to my values. That's interesting though, because if they're truly doing it to say, like, hey, I didn't know you really well, but you were hilarious in math class, and I'm really gonna miss you, and I'm really sorry that you passed away. Like that being a straight shot, like not trying to claim attention, but doing that for respect of my friend and his family of like just acknowledging the loss of a human soul that we experience as a community. I think that's really great and a really powerful and positive use of social media, but that's not what anyone did at the time. What I just described is a very accurate and rational and matter of fact, like, and this wasn't my relationship with him, but for someone who didn't really know him, I, I could list a ton of people. There were handfuls of people who, who didn't know him well and were acting on in public social media that they did. And it really, really upset me. And it really upset a couple of my other good friends at the time. Um, so I never posted about it. There is, you would never, you would never know anything about me. Like I'm, like I'm, <laughs> It's, it makes me so, I have such cognitive dissonance over it because if you were to look at my social media, it would be, I was a camp counselor, I went to New Zealand, I got fat at Oswego, and <laughs> like, and I met Andrew Scott. That's, that's it. Yeah, and, yeah, surface level. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. It's a weird thing. I mean, it's something that humans have never navigated before. Ever had to navigate before? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's um, it's just a a way to communicate and connect and express yourself to the world, which I guess you can do however you want to do. And to again, it's, it's subjective, and there's really no right or wrong way to do it. I guess it just depends on your like what you want to get out of it I would agree I I would say if if you're not intentionally being malicious or hurtful to other people then like express what you want to express and the beauty is people have the the option to interact with you or follow you or not mm-hmm yeah, I don't know. It it gets weird though, especially like you know, I I have this the, like the whole phenomenon of of like girls and like <laughs> you know <laughs> the, the phenomenon, phenomenon of girls of the female species. Yeah, um, no, what about them, like dear? posting pictures and then you know high school girls high school girl posts a picture at a party or whatever and other high school girl sees it and she's like oh, i fucking hate this girl when she sees it and and she writes in there like oh my god so beautiful whatever and it's like <laughs> oh yeah like what is that like what oh that's just that's the the unintended side effect of social media that's what that is that's <laughs> is it like that's hilarious i mean i've that's so funny you say that because the the most twisted thing about that is what I just described of if you don't like someone just unfollow them. Mm-hmm. That was that's not really a thing because the person who so say 
spell this out. You posted a picture at a party. I follow you on Instagram. I don't really like you, but we went to high school together and we know each other. Mm -hmm. I would feel, this is not literally me, this is an example. I wouldn't want to unfollow you because you would know that I unfollowed you and then it would be a thing. Like, oh my God, why she unfollowed me? She's such a bitch. Because I'm so self-centered that I think you're actually going to give a shit that I unfollowed you. Mm -hmm. There's emotion attached to it. Well, because it's a reflection. If somebody unfollowed you, you'd feel that way about them. Because, oh, well, fucking unfollowing me. Because I'm so self-righteous on my pedestal with all my likes and engagements that social media does to a young, impressionable mind. That's the unintended side effect of social media. So what you just described is true, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's because I've been I've witnessed those conversations before, man, sure. and I've said to people, just unfollow them, and they're like, "Well, I can't, I can't." Follow. No, that's so weird. I can't. That's not fucking weird. Just unfollow them. Like you're too insecure to unfollow somebody. Like maybe maybe that's what's going on. And that's what you're spending your energy towards. Are yeah. you kidding me? This conversation that I'm referencing right now was. Probably two, happened two years ago. Like, like out of college. That's even, I witnessed this. That's even more sad. I'm it's sure it happened hilarious. to people in their 40s and 50s. Like, I'm sure, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a childish thing, but that doesn't make adults immune to it. Like, it's a human thing. It's a human thing. It's We've never immature, had this it's before. a maturity thing. It seems like to me. I, I don't know if immature is the right word. I think it's just people being muggles just being so <laughs> just so wrapped up and so wrapped up in their own stupid little lives that they think that them clicking a button is going to ruin a person's day and, yeah. and ruin that really what i've unfollowed most people from high school that i like well th that i don't care about basically like i have i have nobody i've i follow is like Oh, I feel bad unfollowing that person. That doesn't exist to me. Like, I don't care. Because if somebody, like, because if that person, I think about that person contemplating unfollowing me. Like, unfollow me. I don't fucking care. Fuck off. Like, whatever. Yeah. It's all good. So, like, I, I, I can't, it'd be hypocritical of me not to have that viewpoint towards others. And, like, I don't know. It's 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 a very weird thing. It is very weird. It is a great tool though. It's a fantastic tool, like for what you're doing now. And yeah. and putting what yourself you out there. Yeah, right. But like uh, I don't ever post something mundane for no reason. I shouldn't say not ever because I have before, but give me an example. I posted a uh when we were on tappan street i posted a picture like of a a plate of food that i thought was exceptionally good looking oh with the two computers yeah your caption was funny i remember it so like i don't know what's the purpose of that is that is that really appropriate maybe not i don't know but like okay but I did come it. on man there's varying degrees of that there's a difference between me taking a picture in the corner being like i'm sad <laughs> <laughs> and you posting a picture of your food. Like, come on. Or, or posting a picture of your, you and your see-through underwear. 
That's a whole other. That's a whole other. Thing. <laughs> you want to open up that can of worms right now? Well, it's just a different cryo for attention. Like I'm sad as a cryo for attention, and that is too. You know what's really interesting is. Tell me. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know if we should get into this. Oh, no, let's do it. You, you have opened up that can of worms already, man. No, I want to I wanna talk about uh, what you're doing. What I'm doing? Yeah. What do you mean? I, like, we've had a lot of conversations about social media in the past, and um, to use it or not to use it, like delete your account, not delete your account, oh, like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I know it's something that, I've battled with myself and I feel like um, I have a better uh, grasp on it now. And so like when I see somebody posting something that I think is like, I don't know if they like, what are you, what are you posting that for? Like, I'm, I'm very quick to, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not as quick to, to say that now as I once was. I like I'm, I'm much more like, yeah, you want to do that? Like do your yeah. thing um unless there's so none of none of everything we said earlier is like a judgment like you should or should not do that it's like Agree. i wouldn't do that or do yes. not do that yes um there's which, no prescription is, for how, how to use social media right right it's a, it's a tool that has a different manual for each person but um i don't so so in, in recognizing that in having more of an appreciation for that over time like i I don't really, right? I, I try not to anyway, uh, like pass any judgment around what, what people are posting. Unless it's something like so, like. We're both thinking the same thing right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right. If if there's camel toes and there's. Then it's like, okay, what are yeah, we doing here? Yeah. Like, yeah. then there's a little more. <laughs> I don't know. There's a different social media for that. It's called like OnlyFans, right? Only you heard of oh, OnlyFans? Oh, that was the thing that Makai got scammed on or something. <laughs> Makai got scammed on OnlyFans? They took his Instagram profile and made a, a mock one using all of his pictures, but made it like super provocative and inappropriate. Really? It, they requested to follow me. I followed it and then I finally messaged him being like Makai. Wait, 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 wait. On on Instagram. OnlyFans is a social media platform. Oh. Okay. Only OnlyFans is like uh I'm pretty sure it's like a a porno thing. This was very much indicative of that. No, no, no. There's a difference between indicative of porn and, and porn. porn. <laughs> yeah. OnlyFans is porn. It's a social media platform for porn. Is it like an I app? Think, that I don't you know if it's porn? for porn, but it's and I and I I've never used it. I don't I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it Scratch his head very very nervously. Um, <laughs> Is he funny? <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I've only heard it referenced. I hope my parents listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something. I've never heard Would of it before. Would be a good time to tell them about your OnlyFans account? It's <laughs> 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 hilarious. I hope your Uncle John listens to this too. <laughs> he would understand. He's a good guy. Anyway, um, is it an app? Yeah, I mean, it's a social media platform it's an app it's a website whatever but uh i think it's i don't know if you have to like donate to somebody in order to follow them but like giving somebody money to see their content a lot of times you're getting that that good content in return you know what i mean so it's like with nipples it's it's like 
Hold on. So, oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to make a really good analogy, and I'm struggling to find the words. It's like Bitcoin for porn, like in the sense that it's decentralized. Like, like Pornhub is like a site that you go to to watch porn, and like the porn star people run it. But OnlyFans is like I could start my own OnlyFans account and have people pay me to watch me have sex. Is that what that? So yeah, in that way, it's like everyone could be their own OnlyFans. Yeah, thing. I think that's the premise of OnlyFans. I think you have to like pay to follow somebody because it's only for fans. So you're telling me I can make a quick buck by making an OnlyFans account? You sell your underwear. You can do a lot of different things. Dude, that buck. shit is crazy. People pay hundreds of dollars for used underwear. I know people who did it in high school. They were getting hundreds of dollars in the mail because they were selling their dirty underwear. That seems more legit than an OnlyFans account. Very lucrative. Sounds it. Can you tell me what you were gonna, what you wanted to mention? But you said you didn't want to open up that can no, of worms. No, because I don't have the the words, and I don't want to open up the can of worms with the wrong words. Oh, I'm so. You can't do this to me. I'm so curious. Can you try? No, I, I. It's like a half of the thought in my head, and I'm not. I'm not doing oh this right God. now. I'm sorry. I'll I'll come next next podcast we do I'll have some notes. Can we do one tonight? Sure. Great. That's the rest of our plan. Okay. Done. Perfect. Um. I don't know what we were talking about before we started talking about porn. <laughs> uh, using using social media appropriately. Wait, how do they like, regulate that? Could minors make an account? Could who? Minors. Uh, I doubt it. They must. I mean, Facebook doesn't let anybody that's younger than 18 make an account, like, younger than 18. So so a 13-year-old could make an OnlyFans account and say they're 18 with a filter and a push-up bra? And theoretically. I mean, maybe they do something else to whatever to stop that from happening. I don't know. I really don't know. Interesting. But, um, so, oh, we were talking about, I was talking about how my view on social media has changed and, like, I'm, I'm much... More hesitant to pass judgment on who on somebody posting something. Um, how has your uh, viewpoint and stance on social media and using it changed since you started doing more with it for your business? Um, it's been strange because. A lot of a lot of things are coming to mind right now. I'm trying to organize my thoughts. Um, so I've told you before that I've had a really weird relationship with social media, and um, it wasn't always good for my mental health as far as comparisons go. So I would there were times I've been on it and off it. Um, that was more of my like adolescence, but um, this is the first time that I've actually had a desire. Can you check the time? Mm-hmm. just want to be conscious of that go on had a desire um this is the first time in my life that i've actually had a real desire to post this stuff on social media okay um and to 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 use it and, and to share things and i think partially because um positive psychology means a lot to me and i could i could genuinely talk about it and it brings me a lot of joy to talk about it and to share the information. So that's part of it, but it's also not personal. I'm not 
posting about getting drinks with friends or, you know, seeing my nieces and nephews or mm-hmm. whatever it is. I'm, it's, it's still in, in some ways it's the most real and authentic version of me because the, I identify with it all very much and it means a lot to me. And I do feel like it's, in a way fulfilling a sort of purpose or calling in my life so in that way it's kind of vulnerable to be like hey this is really what I care about and really like what I spend my energy towards this is me mm-hmm. um but there's also some distance there because it's it's personal but it's not mm-hmm. it's personal in the sense that I identify with it and all of the stuff I just referenced but it's not in the sense that it's not actually about my life and I think that's why I have an easier time posting about it and and using social media as much as I have been recently. I also know that if I don't use it, I'm just blatantly putting myself at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. You're not using a tool that you have at your disposal. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's fine. Um, it is weird, though. I'm acutely aware of the dopamine that I get when I get a bunch of likes and comments on a video that I post. And that's been very strange. And I find myself checking my phone a lot mm-hmm. the night I post a video to see who's liked it, who's viewed it, who's commented, and how many people. And it's like, that is very, very strange. And I, I hate the fact that I do it, but that's how it's designed. You think you could stop? Yeah. And I, I need to... It's more just like, I'm, I'm very aware of it. That I'm and I when I'm doing it, I know I'm doing it. It's like a person who wants to quit smoking cigarettes, like fuck, I'm doing it again. Like, yeah, like they, <laughs> they know it's killing them, but they do it anyway. It's that yeah, same, yeah. like so I, I need to get a better handle on that. Then at the end of the day, the other thing is with time and and growth, I don't I truly don't care about what people think of me. And I know I could picture a few people in my mind who are judging me. And watching the video and saying, oh, well, I have a lisp or I did something wrong or I'm like. Don't be so self-centered. Oh, I, I know. Right. But like it's I don't care, though. I've, I've I've let go of any sort of expectations that. People might have for me. And I truly feel like if you don't if I'm spamming you with this positive side stuff on my personal page and then follow me, I don't mm-hmm. I don't care. I would rather have a close tribe of people who are actually interested in the stuff. Follow me than hundreds of people that don't care about it anyway because that's what you want to be known for yeah it's funny like it's um going back to the like sharing very personal things like you crying or whatever um over you know whatever it is something very personal like would you go up to a stranger or practically a stranger, somebody who follows you that you don't have any relationship with actually, because let's be honest, you don't, um, and, and tell them all this in person. Probably not, right? Like my personal life stuff or positive sex stuff? Personal life stuff. That the, the picture of you crying and why oh, you were oh, crying right, right. and all this stuff. Like, would you, would you vomit that on somebody? Of course not. Like, so maybe that's... Maybe that's a good measuring stick. Like, would you tell somebody this in person? 
Maybe that's a good measuring stick. See, but I wouldn't. Maybe. Because maybe. like the positive psych stuff, you would right? Because it's yeah. pa you're passionate about it. Yeah. It's it's um something you want to be known for. Something you want to talk about to 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 not only friends but strangers as well. Yeah. You know that's a that's a good rule of thumb. People say uh, about like commenting on other people's shit, like videos and stuff on YouTube, and like people who are uh, like the hater hater type people. Like, would you say that to somebody's face? No, then you shouldn't say it online. Or like, get a fucking life. Maybe that's uh, that shit pisses me off. Maybe that's the right thing for posting too. Would you would you share this with with people in real life? If not, no, don't share it. I, I'm real life. Because <laughs> social media is not real life. I know, it's not real life. Um, but there's still a part of me that's like... No, I think I think for, for me and like my, my use and relationship with social media, that's a good bar. Um, because like this, the situation I was describing earlier with this woman that I'm getting to know professionally... Because we're friends on social media, I also know a ton about her personal life and things that mm -hmm. she's experiencing right now. And it's very strange for me because I don't, I really don't know her well at all. And in the same way I do know a lot about her, it's, it's bizarre. It's very strange. That's why I think the use of social media is strange because I feel like I am in a, in a weird way, like violating your privacy even though you're the one posting on <laughs> it's true though even though you're the one posting on social media i feel like oh i don't know you well enough to know that stuff and i feel like that's weird information for me to have at this point in our relationship but at the same time like sometimes depending on the mood i'm in to be a dick i not like for this particular woman who i'm thinking of because that wouldn't be nice but if I'm feeling spicy and people are just like pouring their like ridiculous details on social media and I don't know them very well, if I were to see them in Aldi, I would want to like pick out the most obscure detail of a post they'd have and be like, so how's your son's third nipple? Did you get a good doctor to figure out how to remove it? Because you're posting it on social media. So what the fuck do you expect? Like, that shit is fair game. If you're putting it out into the public for people like me who don't really know you but kind of know you to, to actually learn about. That's a very good point. Like, how hypocritical would it be for them to be like, like, you ask somebody that in Aldi and they're like, how, how dare you ask me that? Like, that's that's so, per like, it's. It's not. It's not. You, you made put it. it out there you for everyone to very... see. Therefore, it's now out in the open. So, yeah. like, if we, if you want to talk about it on there, why can't we talk about it here? Because you're not hiding behind your screen, like, come on. I see, like that's, that's yeah, that's that's crazy. Because that's putting people not like putting people in their place. That's not the right phrase, at all. Um, it's more just like giving people a little reality check. Like, hi, there's human people on the other end of the screen reading your shit. Mm -hmm. If you truly don't want people to know that, fucking call your family and tell them. You don't need to post it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk talk to your your good friends, the people in your life that are more appropriate to have that discussion with. I actually saw, speaking of that, I don't know if Facebook had, they probably do, because Facebook and Instagram are owned by the same people. 
But there's something with Instagram and sharing stories that you can sh- make a, a list of close friends to share your story with. Mm. So you can filter, based off of your followers, you can filter out who's actually seeing your stuff. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I do too. But my whole thing is like, why are you following people that you wouldn't want to share that with to begin with? Well, because there's different levels of, like... Imagine that your entire family, all your sisters, have those those lists, and on those lists are only your like your sisters only have each other on those lists. So they could share pictures of, you know, like their kids and stuff like that, and things that are more personal that only those people see. While they can post whatever the hell else they want on their Instagram profile, that other people are gonna see. But I guess, but we have a group chat. So maybe it's not the right tool for the job, but I think the intention is good. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I agree with so, you. Like, like, so that's, I guess that's my my thought process is, okay, if you're going to send it to five of your closest friends or your family, just send it to them. text them yeah. or call them. You don't need to use Instagram as a modality to do that, especially because they're tracking all of your data mm-hmm, and your yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, that's a whole other <laughs> Oh, don't even start. Hold on, Bogan. It makes me so uncomfortable to think about. Oh, Megan mentioned something about, I think it's like DuckDuckGo or something. It's like mm-hmm. the antithesis. Anonymous browser. Yeah. yeah. For Google. I meant to ask her about it yesterday. I forgot. But, um, oh, not anonymous browser. Anonymous search engine. That's right. Yeah. It's probably a good thing to use. I think there's there's actually even a better one. Um, blanking on it right now. Oh my god, did I speaking of this? This is a hilarious example of how everything is so freaking individualized on our uh devices. Me and my two coworkers were all checking something on the same site during our meeting and we all typed in like put our cursor in the search bar and it pre-populates with things that you searched in Google and they, we were all listing off the things Oh, that's so weird. Mine has this and mine has this. And I'm like, yeah, we're not going to have the same things. We search different things on Google. That was surprising to them? They were like, well, like, why? I, I was, I, I didn't, like, fully explain it. I didn't get a chance to. But I was like, yeah, I had, like, graduate school, Colorado. Like, I had very random things from when I was doing grad applications. Sure. And, and they had, like, one of them had, like, I don't know, like self-care or like something to do with parenting or something. Um, but I was like, yeah, we're not going to have the same things. We search different things on Google and Google's just a really large echo chamber. So it went over their heads, but I just thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about uh, that Andrew Schultz thing last night when he, he mentioned something about uh, how like, you exist in this, uh, like on, on social media, on YouTube, on these kinds of things. Like they give you more stuff that you search, right? So like you you are creating your own echo chamber. So he, he mentioned the the social dilemma documentary and how like the all these corporations are evil and stuff like this, but that that completely takes the uh, responsibility off the individual. Like the individual can can search out more, like, if you listen to Fox News all the time, 
And so you're on YouTube and your YouTube feed is all Republican Fox News, Trump is the best and the Democratic Party or socialist kind of shit. Like maybe you should search some other things and like get some different perspective instead of just blaming the media companies that they're giving you more of the same stuff. Like it, it's kind of, and I'm not saying that um, the media companies in the right, I'm not defending them, but like, I don't think it's fair either to take all the onus off the individual in them being lazy and not, not searching for, for other information. I agree with you to an extent. I think knowledge is power in this regard so people learning that this is the way the algorithms work and this is what our media and our news channels have turned into and this is why and you're the product of all of this and they get a roar out of you posting on facebook about how the left or the right is batshit crazy um i think that's i think because we've grown up like schultz Schulz mentioned yesterday, we we have grown up with the skepticism of this stuff as millennials. Our parents and grandparents, this is a, a, a relatively large pill to swallow for them because they're not used to this. They're learning what social media is and they're trusting the media sites and the news stations because they always have. So partly, I feel really strongly that, okay, our news stations and these huge institutions like Twitter and Facebook and Amazon and Google, they have a moral responsibility to not do the shit they're doing. And while we're working on that, which is probably going to take a long time because they have all the money and power, it absolutely is up to us with the knowledge of, hey, we're in our own echo chamber and it's getting more, it's getting stronger every day Mm -hmm. with what we search. We need to step outside of our own bubble. But it's like the psychology that, brings us to the echo chamber it's it's like a tribal thing so Mm -hmm. if it's people identify with it so strongly that they might feel and that's they might feel like if they were to search cnn they're like betraying their their own kind that's a super extreme example that's that's not how it works at all people people don't search cnn because they know what cnn stands for and they don't want to hear that democratic bullshit because they know trump is the the, our lord and savior like it's not because it's not because it's 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 very dogmatic i I, I hate to be pessimistic but the uh there's a quote i uh i came across in that book i was reading by tim ferris and it was um you can't enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought like you can't be so righteous in your opinion that Trump is the Lord and savior and Democrats are socialists without the discomfort thought of contemplating that that might not actually be the way it is. And like, if you, you don't deserve your opinion because you haven't explored other things basically. And a lot of people who, who, who are in that position, like they don't want to consider that it could be not the way that they see it. Right. Like, because then their entire worldview is shattered. Well, and people don't want this discomfort. Like, and, and I, you mentioned like older people too, trusting the media and um, like they didn't grow up with this and it's a hard adjustment for them and they've always trusted. Like, I fucking hate that argument. Like, it's very true. I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's not factually true. I'm saying that it's really lazy. Like, they didn't grow up with computers either, but like 
their job required them to learn computers so that they could function in this new world that we are in. So they had to learn computers. Like, don't be such a lazy fuck and say, oh, we didn't grow up with that. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not giving them an out. I'm well, saying well, you it's kind of are. No, I'm not. It's an explanation. It's not an excuse. It's an explanation. And to your point about it being dogmatic, there's psychology around having a dogma and identifying with a dogma and mm -hmm. having your tribe around that. People do it with diet, with religion, with politics, with anything. Of course. So maybe it's subconscious, but I think that the people who are as far left and right as we're talking about with Democrats are socialists and Trump is God, they would feel some sort of maybe subconscious betrayal, definitely cognitive dissonance over even questioning that the other side, that that whatever their tribe's dogma is, isn't the Bible, isn't, mm -hmm. isn't truth. Yeah. Because there's there's a really strong sense of tribalism and belonging. That's why the woke culture has taken off as its own sort of twisted religion. Because, mm -hmm. and I know people who could speak to that personally. Yes. It's a really powerful thing. And the people who have created social media I think learned that and exploited it. I agree it's a powerful thing, but I don't think it's more powerful than the individual and the power that the individual has. Like, we we all... You know what I'm saying? We're saying the same thing in different ways. Yeah. Per usual. <laughs> yeah, per usual. Can you check the time again? It is currently 2.31. Okay. I don't know. It's It's very weird. It's very weird. It's, dude, it is, it is so weird. It is, oh, it makes me want to live on a farm in the middle of bumfuck New York and play with my chickens and compost and just not. You know, I, there are times when I feel like that as well. I'm not going to lie. You're looking at me like I have five heads right now. No. I'm like, I, fuck, I married you. <laughs> no 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 i i i agree with the sentiment but in a way isn't that like giving up on it like i'm gonna let the rest of the world rot like while i do my own thing like it, i don't i'm don't, not here to save the world no but like this is the i don't know it, to me there there's it seems like that's I don't think the answer is to give up on it completely and, and retract and, and retreat away from technology altogether. I just, I don't think that's the answer. I would never. It makes me want to do that, but I wouldn't. I, I can't. Because, like, real in the reality, there's, as, as I've mentioned to you before, like, beneath all the bullshit and all the echo chamber nonsense that these companies create it's like there's a lot of good things that have come out of this of course and like we do have a negativity bias and choose to focus on those things um choose to focus on those things and but real in reality like it allows us to connect with people we love learn things and just by virtue of having more access to information than we've ever had before I feel like it's easy to overlook that in, in light of all this negative stuff. You know? I agree with you. That's good perspective. And you're right. There's just some serious holes 
that need to be addressed. I agree. I agree. There's always going to be serious holes that need to be addressed. Just as like there's always going to be stressors in one's life, right? Like no matter how great things are, there's always going to be something to to look at and be upset with how bad it is. There's a Stephen Pinkner book, and I something like the angels of our time or something like that. Um, you know, Stephen Pinkner is, he, uh, he has this book, basically the entire premise is like, we live in the greatest time there ever was like looking at very factual data, like crime rates and poverty, like all this stuff. Um, but like, if you just looked at the media, it would seem like the world is on fire and, and things are, have never been worse, but it's like, just, it's such bullshit. <laughs> that's what that's what Scholes said yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. Like the majority of Americans, just we all want the same thing. We want our families to be safe, and mm -hmm. I mean, the majority of people are kind and understanding, and yeah, I agree. And I think that's why it's important to have discourse and put things out there, no matter how small or or how how few people like hear this conversation like i think it's helpful to to put something out there that is more rational like this than just continuing to exist in your own echo chamber and continuing to think that the democrats are socialists i know they kind of are you know what i mean <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were kidding or not. I'm kind of kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll maybe kidding aside. I'll maybe kidding aside. Um, the way you phrased that made you like, put you in the bucket of Republican. Just to let you know. It's cool. People can put me in whatever buckets they want. I don't care. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's super important to have discussions like this and, and actually flush things out <clears throat> rather than not that you know we're we've got all the answers or anything like that, but just just to talk about it rather than having an opinion before you talk about it or or think you know things that are fact before you actually look at facts. Like it's easy to get wrapped up in that echo chamber and decide you already you already know when you have no fucking clue. That's one of the greatest things that you've taught me. As I've gotten to know you, or I, I shouldn't, I don't know if that's the right phrasing, but I really admire how you value conversation and value um, ideas and furthering thought and ideating like that. Um, and you've helped me to think more critically about my thoughts and beliefs and opinions. In I'm a glad. way that help me become more objective in that regard. I'm glad. I think it's the most important thing. I think ideas are the most important thing. Foundation of everything. Hey, have you ever seen Beef of Vendetta? No. I think we've had this discussion like three times, and you've reacted very surprised each and every time. Can we watch it? It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, sure. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Hmm. I didn't know that. And you would love it. One of the last scenes of the movie 
B says, the guy with the mask, mm-hmm. he says something like, ideas are bulletproof, like they never die. Mm-hmm. So that whole, I think, we should watch that movie. Do you remember that Hitler quote? Not Hitler quote. What was that? What was that quote about ideas and guns and Hitler? Oh, that quote that you wanted to put on something that I was like, it was Joseph Stalin. It wasn't Hitler. Oh, Stalin. It's like you can't put this. <laughs> it has a twisted connotation. What was? Do you remember the quote? Something like I'm gonna look it up. Ideas are good and guns are good, and we should use them on people and fight Joseph Stalin. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not very tactful. Let's see. Ideas, guns, Joseph, <laughs> Stalin. What a great Google search. Got it? All right, you ready? Yeah. Ideas are far more powerful than guns. We don't let our people have guns. Why should we let them have ideas? Yeah, there it is. Joseph Stalin. <laughs> God, what a, what a great. I actually think that's. Like, okay, removing. Removing the the history of and the destruction that Joseph Stalin caused, I actually think that's kind of funny. <laughs> well, I think I think that's incredibly important context for the quote. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely funny. It's also just kind of fucked up, but like oh, it's totally fucked up. That's why it's funny. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> Which is why we need to be a little laugh at it. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of want that printed somewhere in our house. If we do, it has to be underneath a big, big picture of Joseph Stalin. <laughs> I want a picture of Joseph Stalin if I have. Why not? That'd be really funny. Imagine, imagine no, the conversation you like get to have with every guest that came into your home. Nazi shit. <laughs> it's a joke. I want more tasteful jokes in my house. I don't want to make Joseph stop. But dear. No, it's the line. You've crossed it. The picture, it's too far gone. Sorry. Mm. Well, yeah, there's other good quotes, I guess. (laughs) You've never seen The Office, but there's uh, an episode where Michael Scott um, you know a little bit about it, right? A little bit, yeah. Michael Scott, Steve Carell, he's sure. the manager, mm-hmm. the protagonist. Um, he's he calls a a ridiculous meeting. He always calls meetings, and they're unproductive and hilarious. He calls a meeting for his staff, and they come into the the office room, and he has a huge whiteboard, and the on it says, "You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take," and he quotes Wayne Gretzky and then he puts all that in quotes and puts his name under it like he's the one that said I do think I've seen that. It's so funny. <laughs> I want to do something like that. Yeah. I think it'd be funny. Hmm. <laughs> or better yet, like cross out the person's name and replace it with your own. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's just be explicit here and what's going on. Hey, can we pick this up later? Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Yeah, we gotta do stuff. Well, this is cool. Hopefully, this turns out well. I haven't used this software before, so I enjoyed this. Yeah, me too. Bye. <laughs>